0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, whether you're listening or watching this on YouTube. Welcome to the Melfit Podcast. I am Coach Mel. As you heard on the intro, there was one thing missing. I am now a magazine publisher. The best way to describe me is an online health and fitness expert with over 20 years of experience. And although our podcasts usually just have Myself and Josh in the background today. We have a very special guest my friend and client crystal maiden name daily limbo So welcome to the podcast. Crystal. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to be here and uh, We're gonna kind of go through a timeline with Crystal and it's going to be a great story hope you are walking or doing something active and plan on a nice long walk because she's got some amazing information to share with you about her journey what she's done where she is now so Crystal and I have been friends for about since you've known Roger about four years about four years and Crystal married my good friend Roger and crystal reached out to me about 12 weeks ago and she has been on my 12-week melfit boot camp and she just finished and i had asked her if she we talked about a few things and she asked me if she i asked her sorry my phone ding there i'm gonna silence this Um, i asked her if she would be willing to Um, Come on today and talk a little bit more about a subject that I don't think is discussed very often Would you agree? I would totally agree. Yeah, and I think that the reason I talk about what we're going to talk about today and Bipolar and mental illness is it's to spark a conversation and feel comfortable and stop you know remove the shame from any of the topics that we talk about on our podcast and on our Melfit Connect, and to come to a safe place with other like-minded people who might be going through the same struggles. So we're going to get started, and uh, we're going to start with um, just you telling us a little bit about yourself, your family, your hobbies, etc., Um, Hi, I'm Crystal. I am a compulsive overeater. I
1: have gained and lost over 100 pounds my entire life. That has happened on multiple occasions. I am currently married. I have a 15-year-old son and two adult stepsons. I have two grandkids and five chickens and three cats. Yeah, you're one busy girl. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome a little bit about my history i won't go too much into it because that could be a segment on its own i have battled weight probably since i was about nine years old i remember visiting my grandparents who lived in california at the time and they would scold me for eating so fast at that time i didn't even realize that i was a fast eater and that is also a symptom that i tend to have and i've carried that my entire life as well there has been um, multiple incidents of trauma i'd say in my past with the way i grew up and having uh, a mother who is an alcoholic and a drug user and bipolar as well Um, And a father that's an addict as well with multiple things. Um, Going from place to place, home to home, um, not being without a home uh, has, I think, been a big part of my life and my program and my journey, especially when it comes to weight. So, with uh, that being said, I realized I had issues with food. It took until I was about 30 to really realize I had issues with food. I figured that everyone felt the way I did about food. I thought everyone had the same triggers but they just had a strong willpower and Mm -hmm. I just was powerless. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought if I could lose the weight and get to my goal then I would be happy and everything would be okay. And I actually joined Overeaters Anonymous Um, when I was lower than my goal weight at 130 pounds.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Because at that point, I had realized I had hit my goal and everything I'd told myself my entire life about, if I could just be skinny, I Mm -hmm. would be happy. Mm -hmm. I was more sick then than I Mm -hmm. was 100 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I ended up joining Overeaters Anonymous.
0: Did you join because you were fearful that the weight would come back? Or did you join just because you were so unhappy at that point that you thought would be and
1: I I joined because um, my mind was crazy mm-hmm. my the voices in my head even though I was thin and I was healthy and I was exercising uh, my mind was not in a healthy state whatsoever and that's when I ended up joining uh, a friend of mine her husband. Was or he is a counselor and deals with addiction, not necessarily overeating addiction, but um, she recommended, we were very good friends, that I look into Overeaters Anonymous. At the time, I didn't even know what it was. I'd heard it on a couple sitcoms, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mike and Molly, they Mm -hmm. talk about it, and Mm -hmm. um, fat camps and that kind of thing. But I was like, no, this isn't a real thing. So she asked me a couple times about it and I looked into it and I went to Overeaters Anonymous and there is actually a 15 question survey that they will ask you, it's on the computer, that will tell you if you might be a good candidate for being a compulsive overeater. And when I talk about compulsive overeating, that is a blanket term. So what I mean by that is that will cover Everything from overeating, undereating, food addiction, anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, overexercising, purging, and other compulsive food behaviors. And having this disease is not a choice. Um, If you would ask me, I would wish this disease on no one because overeating is in my Experience it is accepted by others. It's very easy to hide it. You can see happy people, you can see thin people, you can see overweight people with this disease. And when you're an alcoholic, I would say, or a drug user. I think a lot of those symptoms show more than eating. If somebody just sees you eating a candy bar, they're not necessarily going to be, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. It's kind Mm -hmm. of acceptable, I Mm -hmm. would say. Mm -hmm. We all have to eat to survive. Yeah, for sure. So um, that is a little bit about my experience with overeating. Um, I did put a couple of good points here that... I want to mention that 30% of patients with eating disorders have experienced sexual abuse in their childhood, and when I have gone to meetings with, over, with other overeaters, I would say it feels like a lot more than 30%. Um, Is it,
0: do they talk about it? They do talk uh about it.
1: Uh, Usually not at first. I Mm -hmm. will say when you go into a meeting, uh, Mm -hmm. my experience was I was very quiet. I just sat there and I just listened. I observed. Mm -hmm. And then I heard other people share their stories about, Mm -hmm. um, I had one gal that said when she was a child, um, you know, her eating behaviors was this, this, and this. And I thought, man, that sounds just like Mm -hmm. me. That's the kind of stuff I do. Mm -hmm. I didn't know other people felt this Mm way. Mm -hmm. Um, also, about 10 million men and boys also have eating disorders. I think a lot of time when people think about eating disorders, they naturally assume it affects women most or girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's necessarily true.
0: Um, so, yeah. So as far as the 15-question survey, Josh... I think we should attach that. Yeah. I think that could be very helpful. We'll put it in the show notes. So yeah. So that's, that's good information. So, so at what age did you start gaining weight? I was about 10. Oh, you were 10. Okay. Uh, one other question I wanted to ask, too. Did anybody ever shame you for being overweight? Oh, my entire life. Yeah. Do you ever feel like... I, I have a few clients... Um, I have a few clients. Do you ever feel like when that happens, you just want to go the opposite way? Like if they want it for you, you don't want it for yourself. Mm -hmm. I I have a girl I've been working with for a while and we kind of have come to that conclusion. She wants it, but she doesn't want them to win, you know? Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say to that person as far as having that attitude where she just is... Hurting herself and her health because she doesn't want them to win because they her whole life has shamed her and wanted her to lose weight
1: I would say in my experience
0: I had in her
1: but I'm just going to refer this as to myself Mm -hmm. I had to do this for me Mm -hmm. no for no one else Mm -hmm. and not even for my son Um, Very much like the saying you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so important and uh, you had asked me when I would finished my 12 week plan, have people noticed cause 30 pounds is a lot. And I said, you know, a, a few have, but not that, m- that many. If I think if I was waiting for everyone to notice, that would have really took away a lot of the joy that I had. For sure. And so I really had to focus on, um, not just the weight and the number, but even those, non-skill victories. Mm-hmm. Today, I was able to put on these sandals. Mm-hmm. This is only the second time I've been able to put on these sandals without my husband's help since I've had them. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: <laughs> so those are the kind of things that I think I found joy in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sitting more comfortably, mm-hmm. putting on your seat belt, being mm-hmm. able to get on rides at the fair with my mm-hmm. granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that Before, we went to Disney World, and I was looking at weight restrictions on Disney World rides, Mm -hmm. making sure that I could fit on it. And in Disney World, they actually have a chair on some of their rides where you can get on to make sure you can put the strap down and the bar down, and if you can't do that on that one then they encourage you not to get in line and wait for three hours to Mm -hmm. get on and I would have to get on there sit in those chairs practice and see if I could even get on it to fit Mm -hmm. and I mean we had to I had to tell my son the wait was three hours one time and I had to tell him I don't think we should wait because I could barely get the bar on and if I can't get it Mm -hmm. on up there then we're not going to be able to and Mm -hmm. I felt so embarrassed and so much
0: shame and so much guilt not just for me but for my family Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of funny. We were interviewing, not funny, but um, It's kind of relates to what you were just saying. We were interviewing Dusty, and we really touched on a lot of things that her weight was holding her back from. And you also have, like for hers, it was horses and stuff. But for you, it's, you know, things like that. And it's things that people wouldn't think about, you know. And I think that it's really important that... I tell people there's so many non scale victories. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things you can touch on. But um, I'll just let you keep rolling, Crystal. If you want me to, to go ahead and ask another question, I'll ask a question. But if there's something you still are touching on, so I'll just kind of follow your lead. Yeah. Uh,
1: throughout my research, I was actually, um, I had read that out of all the mental illnesses, Obesity and eating disorders are the number one killer. And I don't think that people really realize that. Whether, um, and I'm not just talking about because being overweight, Mm because there's other type of eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Whether um, you're bulimic Mm -hmm. or Mm purging or anorexic or suicidal. Because Mm -hmm. in my experience, I remember a time in my life where the thoughts of food... The thoughts of, when am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? How am I going to lose weight? The thoughts of my body image Mm -hmm. overpowered so much of my Mm day-to-day that I thought it would be easier to die than it would to live another day with this disease.
0: And that's so unfortunate. And there's, and I actually just read it, read that the other day that everybody thinks that the, and I have it on my notes here, but I kind of know it off the top of my head for sure. Cause I'm, you know, that the top, you know, 10 kill killers are heart d- disease, type two diabetes, and they do list food disorders, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, overeating or undereating. So I truly believe that. So Um, And the one thing that Crystal and I were talking about before the camera started rolling is, you know, whether somebody who, I I was overweight, but I didn't have as much weight to lose as Crystal, whether my mindset is 100% different than Crystal's. And I was trying to explain, it's, it's, it was like going into my coffee stand and, polishing off all of the donuts that the guy on Sunday had brought but had I not had I continued down that rabbit hole the three donuts would have led to six so although it maybe wasn't you know where Crystal was I could have easily gotten there and I think that I'm actually really thankful for it because it would be hard for me to coach you had I not Felt what that was like mm-hmm. to be ashamed of what I ate or I was bulimic. Um, I was, you know, definitely binge eating and then shoving my finger down my throat. And uh, when Iggy wasn't around, I was eating a lot of food, mm-hmm. um, closet eating and that kind of thing. So although it might not have been to the extreme as you or others, I I definitely started to feel those feelings of shame and also the consuming the daily consumption of the thoughts mm-hmm. I was I, it was just ne- it was always on my mind you know and I always say you know if you can't stop th- st- stop thinking about it then like you did it's time to you know reach out and get some help but yeah that's uh, definitely can relate to that
1: i would also like to add you know if you do have any clients out there that are wondering do i suffer from an eating disease um in my experience there are normal eaters much like there are people who are alcoholics and who are not and so um, normal eaters stop eating when they are full overeaters we do not normal eaters do not use food to comfort their insecurities and fear or provide a fleeting escape from worries and troubles we do not normal eaters do not feel guilt or shame about their eating we do and like you said there's hiding and there's the shame and there's i remember being at parties Before and it included food. Maybe it was a 4th of July and there was all this food And so here I would I would get a normal sized plate with normal proportions And the whole time at the event I wanted to go back to that table I wanted to get more food, but because there were so many people Around me and watching me and I was so full of shame and guilt I needed to hide that piece, but at the same time I couldn't wait to get home and eat more right? And then usually by then I would eat triple of what normally I would do because I was sitting there that entire party. All I was doing was obsessing about the food on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was almost, it felt almost as if I had to make up for all those thoughts that were running in my head, Mm -hmm. all the crazy feelings. Mm
0: -hmm. So how many years have you been going to Overeaters Anonymous?
1: About seven.
0: Okay. So I think it's safe for me to jump in Crystal and kind of ask you like, Where were you when you started Melfit? Your mindset, your physical health, etc. And we can kind of go from there.
1: So uh, I joined, where was I emotionally and mentally when I joined Melfit? I was uh, fatigued. I was exhausted. I was embarrassed. I was full of, um, I was confused. I was overwhelmed. And um, for me, I mean, and I believe we'll talk about that. The best parts about uh, the Melfit program for me is that you take all of the confusion away because you say, This is the food plan. You even give a grocery list on what I need to buy. I don't have to go to the grocery store and think about, sh- Do I need to pick this, this, and this up? Or um, in my head, have that fight like oh well can I substitute Mm -hmm. this for this Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. you're very black and white when it Mm -hmm. comes to that if Mm -hmm. people need a modification they talk to you and you work Mm -hmm. with them which you've been great for that for me um but for me that was easier I like that you just told me you know this is the plan this is what you do here's your grocery list Mm -hmm. and come with any questions but I would say I was um very overwhelmed overwhelmed with my with my weight overwhelmed with what food plan i was going to choose and not just with you i mean i've tried several other food plans in my uh, life i've tried everything from weight watchers adkins slim fast i've had a tummy tuck i've done hypnosis i've done pills over the counter through the doctor. Cabbage soup diet, egg fast diet, shakes, low carb, virgin diet. I mean,
0: I could go on. I told you this was going to be a good one, Josh. Do you know how many people are listening to this that are going, me, 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 (laughs) me, me? me." Oh yeah, that gives me the chills. And me too, Crystal. (laughs) Um, I even went to the EMILY program,
1: which is a program offered in Spokane that deals with eating disorders. Um, And through them, you could even be hospitalized if your eating disorder hits you know, a certain benchmark or whatnot, and they will work with you for group therapy, individual therapy, um, or inpatient or outpatient therapy. Um, so yes, I've, I've done it
0: all. So my next question to you is, how long have you been working with me? How much weight have you, oh, have you lost? I've been working with you 12
1: weeks we could say four months if we include my vacation because I started MalFit and 10 days later we went to vacation for two full weeks into Texas.
0: And how I want to just interject to you guys listening how important this is because people are waiting to save their own life. People are waiting until the stars align. They're waiting till their kids are older. Dusty's, Her son had never seen her at a healthy weight. He stares at her. Um, So this is really important that Crystal was so new into Melfit, but she took the chance at that point, because I'm okay with proving myself, to go ahead and start with me and then go on vacation. So what how did that help you starting with me and going on vacation and then coming back and resuming what was different about your trip than if you had no plan
1: i i would say the whole uh, the main thing is normally when i go on a two-week vacation i would come back 10 pounds heavier um with melfit i wasn't i had done the program but i actually paused for those two weeks and held my program working with you um, and I had gained five, six ounces in two weeks in Texas, eating out. Um, we ate out once to twice a day, and that was it. So everything changed for me, from my food choices to being a little bit more prepared, stopping at the store because I listened to your podcast. I watched your videos, and I grabbed the food that you Someone's said listening. to do. And Josh, it's not! waste (laughs) yes it's not and I remember the first thing as soon as my husband and I got to our Airbnb in Texas I said let's go to Walmart and let's get some of the things that Melissa says she gets a veggie tray she gets a fruit tray she does this get some sourdough bread get some eggs like just have stuff available and so I mean that made a world of difference for me
0: don't you think that saved you guys money oh it did at least preparing your own breakfast every day I mean it's things are expensive, so. I love that. So what what did you like about Melfit and how do we differ from other things that you've done? And I just want to inject, interject this. Crystal probably knows this just knowing me a short period of time. I can take constructive criticism. Nothing that you say to me will ever offend me. Josh and I are constantly trying to improve Melfit. Not for us, for you guys. And I was telling Donna this morning that... It kind of makes me choked up. But first of all, the reason that Melfit came about is because I listened to my clients at my brick and mortar, which you were also a client at my brick and mortar. And the number one thing they asked me for, Crystal, is just give me a plan. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you remember, I was stacked and racked, 21 clients a day, Mm four days a week on personal training and one day on nutrition. What was wrong with that picture? It was ass backwards, right? It should have been four days a week on nutrition and one day on personal training and just trying to get, even get people to walk. And I look back on it now, that is why Melfit is what it is today. That's why we spent a thousand hours on the plan. And I was telling Donna this morning, you know what? I've softened a bit, not too much. I'm still a tough coach. But I've softened a bit, and I do listen to what people need. And I feel like Melfit is evolving into a more, not that I'm not compassionate, but I'm trying to be super compassionate and super in tune with people's needs. And I'm trying to give you a blueprint, but also knowing what, and I've definitely learned a lot more about you today for sure, and thank you for your transparency, but I'm trying to give you a blueprint that you can kinda, you know, adjust to fit your mindset and your life. Would you agree? I would agree, and uh, and I just had a thought when you just said that, and I hope
1: it's okay that I interject. Mm -hmm. I think that it is so important, I have had trainers in the past, that I was not open and honest about my eating disorder. And I think it is so important that you're open and honest with your coach, whoever that may be, highly recommend Melissa, That's but so I'm just telling you, with with your eating disorder, whatever it may be. Um, and it was hard for me. I remember filling out that form that I first fill out that says, mm-hmm. what have you been eating? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your medicine, da mm-hmm. da, and mm-hmm because we were friends before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it wasn't besties or anything we mm-hmm. met through my husband but we mm-hmm. were friends and we have a group of friends that we share it was kind of like do i want to tell you this mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. you weren't just my coach i also knew you outside of being mm-hmm. my coach mm-hmm. but i decided to take a moment to be vulnerable and tell you i have a clinical diagnosis of i'm a compulsive overeater. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is who I am. And I would encourage any of your clients that have anything to do with mental health that could affect, um, their way of thinking or the way that they view themselves or their image or, um, their food behaviors that they do tell you. Mm -hmm. And that in my experience, you have been a very safe place for me Mm -hmm. to do that. I've never felt judged. I've never felt, um, if anything, I've felt encouraged. I mean, I'm right here. Okay. I'm explaining my mm-hmm. my story, and I'm sharing my disease with other people. So, mm-hmm. um, And you share yours all the time. So I would really encourage any of your clients to just be open and honest with you about whatever it is that they're um, feeling or their history of any eating disorders, and i think they'd be surprised with how far they're going to come
0: and it just it helps me so much too the more transparent people are because i'm not a mind reader you know mm. so um, yeah, I love that. So I know Crystal. I veered from the original, but it was just um, what What did you like about Malfit, and how do we differ from other things that you've done? The 15 <laughs> things you listed <laughs> that was great. Um, <laughs> we should make a TikTok with that. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: I could go on for more. But, <laughs> oh, that was uh, funny. So for me, uh, f- what you did automatically that made me feel comfortable was you told me go for good not for perfect and I am a perfectionist and so as you said earlier that if you're waiting for the right time for your kids to grow up or you're waiting for this and this there in my experience there is never a perfect time and it feels like my entire life I was waiting for the perfect Mm -hmm. time which there's no such thing I was also waiting to be perfect at whatever program Mm -hmm. I was working which Mm -hmm. Once again, I don't. I don't feel like there is a such mm-hmm. thing. And my program, working the MelFit twelve week plan, it it wasn't a perfect um, program for me. I didn't do it perfectly, but I did lose thirty pounds. And, and i've i've yeah. heard you on other podcasts and i do know that some people are like yeah the minute i started with you and this is no shame on them good mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. you get it girl or guy mm-hmm. um, but that wasn't my experience mm-hmm. i mean i had things coming up and i've heard people say like i once i started it, i did it 110 and i gave it my everything and i mean on it if i'm just being honest mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. gave it 80 mm-hmm. 20 that's the reality and
0: and in my opinion those people probably don't have the diagnosis yeah. that you have. And, and that's why you differ. And also, the most successful client on Melfit is the one that fails the most. Yeah. It's really weird to think that, right? It is. The, the, the client that is going to lose all of their weight and maintain for the rest of their life is the one who failed the most. I've seen it. So that person, I don't. You know, the people that you hear say that they may not. Yeah. They may not maintain because they didn't have enough failures. What if they went twelve weeks, and they did another twelve weeks, and the failure derailed them? Mm-hmm. They would have been a better off having eighty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. It's kind, It's a weird perspective, and I think that it's two thousand twenty-two, and unfortunately, anybody embarking on a fitness plan thinks okay, family, sit the family down. I'm doing this diet, which Melfit is not a diet, and I mean, like, I just have to be perfect. I can't have any social events, you know, like, right? Like, the stars have to align, and that's not realistic. No. And Uh. that's what's wrong with society. Also, people that start Melfit, they think that the day before they start Melfit, they have to go on this big binge, but Melfit allows you to fail. Yep.
1: And I would also add in there that on days that you might not have had a, a great day or follow the plan that, or you're struggling with something, this was a big thing for me in Melfit, that, um, that you're open and honest and vulnerable with your coach as well. Um, something that I struggled with, and I don't mind sharing this, is I really did struggle eating the same meal for you know that week or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Six in, days. In, And I remember the first week after four days, I didn't even, I'd rather not eat than to eat that meal again. And, uh, but I needed to be honest Mm -hmm. with Melissa and tell her that. And I kept thinking, this is me, this is me, why do I have to be this way? Mm -hmm. She has other people who can do this program, why am I wimping out? Mm -hmm. Why, Like, I just need to do this, Mm and, um and no she worked with me and we worked out a plan and Mm -hmm. i was successful with that plan Mm -hmm. and um continuing to lose weight Mm -hmm. up to 30 pounds in 12 weeks so Mm -hmm. i I do think that it's really important that people are Mm -hmm. honest with you and if they are struggling Mm -hmm. with any piece of your Mm -hmm. plan whether that might be the exercise Mm -hmm. or or you've say several times i've heard you that if you don't like let's say coconut, then tell me that and I'll help modify and change things for you Mm -hmm. and I think that it's important that people do that Mm -hmm. because you're very open to telling
0: people Mm -hmm. like, tell me how you Mm -hmm. feel, tell me Mm -hmm. what's working for Mm -hmm. you. And the one thing I think that people think they're going to offend me, I don't get offended very often. I have tough skin. I had somebody be really mean to me the other day because they made a mistake picking a plan and I was just, ask Josh, right, and if you're listening to this, love It it was it was actually healthy for me because it taught me to be kind, to have patience and to be loving and to, you know, allow this the person to just make the mistake and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason she's working with me is because I didn't get angry. Yeah. You know, at you know her mistake. But anyways, a couple things I wanted to say is closed mouths don't get fed, literally. If Crystal wouldn't have told me that she didn't like her food day five or day six, she's not gonna eat. Correct. Number two, I heard this on a podcast, it's so cute. Everything's figure outable. Yeah. And I think that if people would realize that, yes, I'm giving you a plan but how could over a thousand people be exactly the same? They're not. Some might need more food, some might need less food, some might be vegetarian, some might be. And you know what? Sometimes I get up in the morning and I don't. Whatever I had planned didn't sound good. I had freaking cereal for dinner last night, if I'm going to be honest. Catalina Crunch. Did you <laughs> see that I video? I didn't see that. I told Iggy it was hot. We ate some watermelon, I had food prepped, and I go, I do not want Nothing sounds good. And it's not that my food isn't good and your cooking is amazing, but I go, he goes, what do you want? I go, I want cereal, and I freaking got me some cereal. So, yeah, I love that. But, yeah, I think that, again, Crystal, you especially, I kind of had an epiphany with of you just reiterate that what I'm doing is right, and the path that I'm taking with people is working, and what I want to do is I want to help you and everybody else get to their goal weight and maintain for as many years as I have, and the only way for me to get there is to constantly have my ears open to what it is you need And I agree with you 100%, like, people need to just tell me what can, how can we take this blueprint and just tweak it a little bit? So, um, what advice can you give someone who hasn't started yet? The hardest part about getting
1: started, in my experience, is the getting started part, right? And so, for me, I was always feeling overwhelmed, and I just didn't know where to start. And that is really what I liked about your program from you know the minute I started it everything was laid out in steps and I I happen to be a checkbox like I really like that right because I don't have to be thinking Mm -hmm. um, left on my own I I can go to crazy town in my head (laughs) and um, and you just happen to take all that away I would say as we already had mentioned that there is no perfect time I remember I would also say that my personal experiences I didn't put myself first for many years and it was eye-opening to me when I decided I was gonna do malfit and I was gonna put myself first because there was an, um, an actual evening that I had printed my recipes, printed my menu, and here I'm going through my cupboard with my little checkbox and all the things for the grocery list, figuring out what I have at the house and what I need, and I have a son who's 15, and he's going through some depression right now, and and we're working with a the therapist for that. I'm full believer in, in any type of help that someone needs to get, go get it, and uh, he was came upstairs, and he wanted to see his safety plan, which represents he was having ideas of harming himself and here I am in the middle of me trying to figure out my menu plan and and historically I would stop and I would let that consume my every like I wouldn't even have continued on with the menu plan Mm -hmm. but now I know I have to take care of me so I can Mm -hmm. take care of him Mm -hmm. So I stayed with him and I asked him if he needed anything with me or from me and he you know he was just kind of sitting there and I called my husband upstairs and I asked my husband just to sit with him in the dining room where the kitchen is just so I could focus on the food that was on my shopping Mm -hmm. list just Mm -hmm. so I could just do that for me Um, so previously, I would say that if if you are a very uh, loving person and you put everybody before yourself, you really need to just do what's best for you,
0: and the rest will come. Yeah. So. I, I agree, Crystal, because I was talking. Where was I saying that, Josh? Was it on my last podcast or was it my Facebook Live? I think it was on the Facebook Live because somebody asked the question is how do you... Um, you know prevent family sabotage and i my my turning point was when i put myself first mm-hmm. and i you know i did kind of have that come to jesus meeting yep. with iggy and i was like dude i know i'm supposed to be this great wife and making you all these big meals well i thought i was he could care less but now you know it's only we've only both benefited from it but has there has anything happened with you and freddie during this journey and you felt really proud to be a role model towards him and felt really good about the direction that you're going and realized that monkey see, monkey do, and that, you know, you are his idol and you're like, wow, this is gonna be great.
1: I would, I would like to say, I hope so. Um, in my experience, though uh, you know my husband he is a firm believer in fasting Um, fasting does not work for me um if anything, it makes my binge eating disorder a thousand times worse because what I will do is I will fast all day until dinner time, 5 p.m., and then I will eat the night away. Eat until I am sick to my stomach because I've spent all day thinking about this mm-hmm. food and pushing it and pushing it. And the moment I get a whiff of it, the moment it hits my lips, I am done. And so. I would say though, my husband is big into fasting, and my son—I I do see that he's kind of trying to fast like my husband, and so I—I I do wish that, um, I wish he would see that eating is healthy, right? It—it mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. if you utilize your tools and mm-hmm. you eat the right things mm-hmm. and the right amounts, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I just don't think for our family, my my son's there yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. But um, so do you feel like genetics are going to play a role for Freddie? Do you feel like he could have a tendency to gain weight easily?
1: Oh, for certain. Um, I have a little brother who also suffers from an eating disorder as well. Um, I remember my mom growing up I would wake up in the night to use the restroom and she was in the kitchen eating at like 2 in the morning Um, I also remember my grandma doing that waking up and she's making hot dogs at midnight like totally dead waking up and they're eating in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, I do happen to know that it, it this could affect my son mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said he's in therapy and mm-hmm. we work with this therapist mm-hmm. and that is one thing I have been mm-hmm. very open and honest with this therapist is mm-hmm. I am a compulsive overeating eater and we do have compulsive food behaviors and Mm -hmm. compulsive behaviors in general in my Mm -hmm, family Mm -hmm. um and so he's working with his therapist to figure Mm -hmm. out that so um is
0: he into sports at all no no so the one thing that i think that could influence a younger person is you know it's important to have energy and i feel like i was i was not losing any weight until i started eating breakfast I would go to the coffee stand at five in the morning, make a big old coffee, run five miles, have a green smoothie and a tiny dinner, and I wasn't losing any weight. And I had no energy. I was surviving on nine shots of espresso a day. So I think that might be a, a positive way to open up a conversation with your children about how regulating your blood sugar all day can create more energy. You'll sleep better and you won't be as, as lethargic, you know, because we do breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, dessert, and it's really hard for people who are used to, most people will go till one, till they eat, and then they have this big meals and stuff, and it's just really not healthy. Also for women over 40, it's really hard to lose weight with intermittent fasting. I'm not saying no one can lose weight over 40 with um doing intermittent fasting but it's generally uh studies have shown that people who men especially are more successful with intermittent fasting and women who are you know in their 20s and early 30s is what studies show so it didn't work for me either crystal because I've done everything under the sun but um yeah i just hopefully you guys can have a conversation about you know how what is his energy like now does he sleep well
1: <laughs> Are you talking about Freddie? Uh, I mean, he he sleeps. It's off and on. I mean, yeah. he's a teenage yeah. boy, so yeah. his sleep pattern ne- isn't necessarily the best. But um, yeah, I just hope that I can be a role model. And you do talk about this. I've heard several podcasts, uh, and I had to stop myself a few times doing MelFit and say, you know, like starving is not the way. I reflect on this a lot and I think, why do we all, I I feel a lot of people do think, starve yourself, don't eat and you're gonna lose weight. But in my experience, that is not how it's been. It's been the weeks that I've followed your plan, the weeks that I've eaten mm-hmm. the meals that you've told me to eat, the weeks mm-hmm. that I've eaten the snacks mm-hmm. that I lose the most amount of mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm.
0: I know, it's, it's crazy. It's 2022 and most people, myself included, and everybody that's probably been on Melfit with me, have all it's been ingrained in our brain if you want to lose weight you cut back your calories it actually makes your body store fat and it slows your metabolism down and it slows the whole process down and it's so crazy I get so many people are like I can't believe how much food I'm eating and I'm you know I'm just losing and losing and losing so and my husband actually said that to me today he said
1: you know, why do you, uh, or he was telling me one reason he thinks Melfit has been so successful for me is he's like, because you're constantly eating. And for him who he, you know, is doing this fasting Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. I guess it probably does look like I'm constantly eating. Oh yeah. Um, but I will tell you the portions that I'm eating compared to his portions are totally different. For sure. Um, and so, I do think that knowing that I'm going to be eating in five hours or Mm -hmm. four hours or whatever it Mm -hmm. may be, or that I'm going to get my um, snack, Mm -hmm. uh, that is very helpful Mm -hmm. for me.
0: Do you feel like it's enough food
1: for you? Oh, yeah, for certain it is. Um, I mean, I think there's even been a couple of weeks that I was like, wow, this is a a lot of food. It feels like I kind of just ate Mm -hmm. because sometimes I would, I would eat lunch Mm -hmm. a little bit later and then, oh, Mm -hmm. snacks coming Mm -hmm. right up. Mm -hmm. It might be Mm -hmm. an egg and one of the sugar-free beef sticks Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. but yeah it, it was definitely um, I would say my first week I because I was so used to these massive yeah. quantities yes numbers. and I would mm-hmm. say that first yeah. week I was yeah. kind of a little yeah. you know like
0: oh this doesn't yeah. look like a whole b- lot yeah. but after a week then I was I was I was good yeah. the reason I mentioned that is because again it's just a blueprint crystal if you said you were hungry I would factor in that you're very active you walk a lot you carry a lot of muscle i figure out your basal metabolic rate and quite possibly 99.9 percent of the time i would give you more food yeah. i have never taken food away from people and do you i find that interesting I do. so it's just a baseline if you ever which she never did because she would have spoke up I, I know her personality <laughs> but um if you ever would have said i'm hungry i would have said you know what do you have a fitness watch right i do yeah i would have said you know let's look or i would have just done a general um a formula for you and figure it out and yeah it's you know depends on how active you are sometimes she goes and walks around the mall like five miles so so if you and moving forward always keep that in your mind if you ever want more food for me don't ever be ashamed of it you actually might need more food and you might be more successful that week if you tell me You know I've been really active I've been really hungry well maybe it's time to up your calories a little bit so
1: and in my personal experience I do think that I I knew I wasn't hungry it was I was so used to having such a large quantity of food it was just a habit it was a pattern and so you know to go get dinner and then eat my plate and then go back for a second Mm -hmm. that was a pattern Mm -hmm. so for me it was i knew i wasn't hungry Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. i needed to stop breaking Mm -hmm. that
0: pattern and the one thing i hear most from people and i wondered if this occurred with you is that actually eating regularly throughout the day have you ever that, that that your dinner actually was like not as large as it used to be have you ever heard the saying eat breakfast like a king Lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper, that's kinda malfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it's exactly like that, but it, it teaches you that dinner doesn't have to be huge and you're not as hungry when you are getting your snack and your dessert and eating throughout the day. Would you agree? I would totally agree. That helps kinda helps the evening so. All right, what have we got here? Um what 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 is the most important thing you learned over the last 12 weeks, if we haven't already hit on that? Um, Do you think it was the perfection? Yeah, I go for good, not for
1: perfect. um, Because I am an all or nothing type of person. And So for me working the MELFIT program, I do think that it was very good, especially for my personal growth. Um, for me to grow as a person into a better version of myself is knowing that I I don't have
0: to do this perfectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And I can go on vacation. And you can. It's a lifestyle. It is. So what are your goals moving forward? And I just want to interject here. I think that the problem with most plans that I've been on personally and that I've heard from my clients and the reason that I wanted to create something different is crystal everything i've ever done has had an end date and that's the one thing about melfit i don't want you to have an end date i want you to obviously you've done all these things in your life i don't want you to get up every day and be searching for something that's going to work for you. I want you to park your car here and never leave. And I personally had great success. Maybe my weight loss was 30, a little bit less than yours, um, that would bring me to my goal. But it was 30 pounds down, then up, then down, then up, then down. And the common denominator for me was there was always an end mm-hmm. date. Oh, there's this 12-week plan at the gym. And then after that, there was no support. So... Um, what can you say to that I would uh love to
1: talk about that too I think that in my experience I've been more successful not just with the support of you being my coach but also the Melfit community mm-hmm. and that's actually how I started the 12-week mm-hmm. program is uh we had done the virtual golf thing and you had asked if I had heard about Melfit Connect or if I was invited and and no, I wasn't. I looked a couple days later and I saw the Melfit Facebook group and I joined that and then I started watching your videos and your talks and your podcast and um, and then I wanted more and I started seeing people's results and um, I would say it, it, in my experience, I've been more successful when I'm not doing something alone and when I don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I would say one of my good takeaways about Melfit is you do you have a little community of I think you've called Melfit Army, Army. yeah. And so and you do. I could ask anything. I could say anything. People are always cheering each other
0: on mm-hmm. in there. A lot of uh, positive vibes, and mm-hmm. I I think that's great. I love it. And you know what I kind of I kind of think of the Melfit Army as you know like everybody thinks you know you need your your support group for AA, or if you've had drug addiction, like, I think about, like, all of us as, you know, food o- food addicts, and like you said, the compulsive overeaters is an umbrella term for everything else that I have and other people may have. And going back to what I said, you can't release somebody that was in a 12-week program for heroin out into the mm-hmm. street I take my job very seriously. I am saving people's lives. And I don't take people through a twelve week program and release them onto the streets. So that's kind of where we're at with you is, you know, like where I tell people there's no ceiling in Melfit. So what did you think would happen to you after two weeks and what was your plan? Because we hadn't talked about it until this week, correct? Oh, you mean after? Yeah. Like what I
1: was going to yeah. do after? Well, I planned on, uh, I was going to keep my monthly subscription with you so I had access to those recipes. Okay. Um, I love it. I am not a chef like you and a lot of them. If you give me a recipe, I can cook it. Um, and I do pretty good following directions, but I'm not one that can see five ingredients and I'm just going to put these together and make this six course mm-hmm. thing. Uh, that is not
0: me. But I took that into consideration when I created Melfit, right? Yes. Like no excuses. All,
1: all of that, uh, was taken into consideration. So,
0: um, where were we going with this? Just, um, like, uh, what, like, where, where were you where where are you gonna go from oh here where am I gonna go what from did now. you think was gonna happen when you came to the end or did you think that was the end no like, I knew it was
1: not the end for me I have about 55 more pounds until I reach goal um, for me my personal goal is about a hundred and seventy five pounds um, so 30 pounds that is phase one of what I want to do but there's more to go um, I'm not this isn't a race for me I figure by April that's my goal to if I'm losing a couple pounds a week that that'll get me there slow and steady wins the race Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't quite know what other plans you had available when I was finishing so I didn't know so I'm very grateful that you had messaged me and said can we talk and what do you want and you let me kind of lead that conversation and what I wanted and telling me more about the plans that we ha- that you have and that I could partake in. Um, but I wasn't planning on stopping because I knew especially having a compulsive overeating disorder and having Halloween coming up and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all mm-hmm. the holidays, that is a nightmare for a
0: person like me. That's what Dusty said. She lost that weight through cookie and pie season, so...
1: I mean, a lot of times, doing it by myself, I would have been knuckle, like, what, knuckle, hands, knuckles white, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, just white knuckle, white knuckling Mm -hmm, it the mm -hmm. season, just praying Mm -hmm. that even if I could maintain Mm -hmm. only the 30 pounds Mm -hmm. that I've lost and maintain it, Mm -hmm. um, I would have been white knuckling this season
0: Mm -hmm. to come. A couple things I wanted to, to add to what you said is, I think that I can tell that you go by my... Um, my motto, which is, if you don't enjoy the journey, you'll never get to the destination. And I'm hoping to prove to people listening out there that we're not eating chicken and broccoli here, you guys. And I am a chef, but I do create easy 25-minute recipes for you. This is an anti-inflammatory meal plan, which we're gluten-free, dairy-free, no processed sugar. There's not one person on God's green earth that can't benefit from Melfit. And In my opinion, the root cause to all diseases, almost all diseases, is inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, the one thing that I was going to ask you, and I know we've always been at this, you know, end of the plan, you know, end of the cabbage soup diet. Do you fear those 30 pounds coming back? I would say right now,
1: No. Am I very knowledgeable based on my previous experience and history with my up and down 100 pounds? It it could. I mean, that's just the realist in me. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, I would say no. I'm not fearful. I'm looking forward to going through the holiday season. I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to, you know, hitting April when I'm going to hit my goals. I'm looking forward to the plan and uh, food prep. I mean, I I do know, I remember at the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm not used to spending two, three hours cooking, but to save the rest of my week from mm-hmm. not having to cook.
0: And that was one of my questions. Good job, Crystal.
1: And not even just for cooking, but in my head, thinking about it. Because once my head gets into that spot of my disease, telling me about food and me obsessing about it sometimes it feels like there's no getting out of that Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm.
0: so one thing i i posted on the group you guys would have laughed what's for dinner said no one ever Ever. at malfit like we get it like if you're listening and then you don't get it you will get it but i think that one thing i wanted to mention is i love desserts we have our um, magazines coming out and we have pumpkin waffles, we have pumpkin soup, we have pumpkin bread, we have gingerbread cookies, we have truffles. Everything you've ever had, I still want you to have, Crystal, mm-hmm. it's, about, it's about replacing with better ingredients and not removing. And the one thing that, if you haven't already figured this out, that you have to take back, um, you have to take that back the power that food has had over you. And I feel like for me personally, meal prep helps me take the power back back. because what am I going to eat? What if I get really hungry and binge? What if I go to Dairy Queen? What if I, you know, go to McDonald's where for the most part, except last night when I ate cereal, (laughs) for the most part, It's right there in front of you. So, and I still struggle. I I tell people this day, every day it's a new day for me to, you know, try to just use all the tools that I have. It's not like I was born different than you. It's not that I am different. I could easily relapse. And the one thing about you and me and everybody else is I'm a life coach for a reason because Jane could be at her uh, 100-pound weight loss goal. She could be in maintenance for five years, and someone offers Jane a hit of Mm -hmm. acid, and who's she going to call? But for us, someone offers Jane a double cheeseburger, and the analogy is exactly the same. Very much. So a good coach, I don't care where I'm at. If somebody has a relapse I will excuse myself and I will walk away because that person is about to walk off the cliff and all the work can you get this all the work that we have done for two or three years to get Jane into a good spot could go to hell and handbag like mm-hmm. that if her support is not there. And that's why I always tell, tell people, use your resources, me, the Malfit Army. And I, I love that you say that, it almost makes me choked up, that it, it really, it is a safe place. And I, so far, haven't had any problems with negativity. I mm-hmm. think people understand that it's a, it's a safe place, it's really positive, and that everything on there hopefully for the most part relates to Melfit so but
1: I also feel like with the Melfit program for me with the recipes that in my experience sugar crave sugar crave sugar and I could go on and on Mm -hmm. and so with your desserts being Melfit and being healthier options i can have one of the almond chocolate chip cookies and because there isn't the sugar or the cane or what all the other names of Mm -hmm. sugar are in them to me i feel satisfied when i have one previously if i were to have a regular cookie with whatever sugar made in it my mind would get
0: the best of me it's, it's, sugar is so addictive and that's why, I'm sure you guys know this already, that's why the big food companies are making things sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And I remember before I was a recovered, I mean, uh, you know, sugar addict, I would need to have things so sweet, especially like the coffee syrups at my coffee shop, I would need like three times. How we doing, Josh? Almost at an hour. Almost at an hour? Okay. I would need three times as as much sugar. Mm -hmm. And if you're not to this point already, you're going to get to this point, and it's so glorious, and you probably heard me say this, Crystal, where I tell the story about the peach, but you'll probably hear it somewhere in my podcast, where you will grab a in-season peach, and that juice will be running down your arm, and, and you will have thought you ate a peach cobbler. And if you're not there now, and you're like, yeah, right, you will have that day where you are totally satisfied slicing up a in-season apple and dipping it in almond butter. But the sugar, man, it's just, it's like cheese too. It's highly addictive, and you just need more and more and more of it. So to get a grip on the sugar was a big deal for me, having the apple fritter addiction. So um, if you could look into the future, where do you see yourself five years from now and this can be on with anything in your life
1: I would love to I mean I will reach my goal by then and I will
0: yeah baby I will I will
1: I <clears> will <throat> um, I will I really want Mel fit to be just routine for me such as when I wake up the first thing I always do is brush my teeth and I don't even have to think about it it's a habit mm-hmm. and I really want the meal planning and the prep to be part of just my regular routine my daily routine so i don't have to even think about it it just comes natural this is the day i'm gonna do this this is how i do it and that's what i want probably in five years i would also i would love it if for me my husband could join me in this journey um that I would say I always feel like people are stronger when they have Mm -hmm. other support and for me um, I'm sure your end listeners some of them can relate but I it was I was brand new to the 12-week program and here I am sticking to my food and I'm eating whatever the menu item was I just ate it I'm going to my bedroom I sit down and my husband comes in and he has like Taco Bell or something which was like my thing right nice. and i i really just wanted to throat punch him yeah um <laughs> and i mean just, i'm just i'm just saying you, Roger. That.
0: <laughs> i do that's, love him that's what i said on the thing you know like with my girls you know like really
1: and i because Remember I made the choice that I was going to put me first. This is what I had to do. I mm-hmm. had to tell him I'm sorry I can't sit here in this room with you right now. I need to go
0: downstairs. And you didn't make him feel bad about nope. eating the taco bell. Nope. But you just said this is what I need for yeah. me. Yeah. And well I-, I commend you because you know what I did to my stepdaughters? Do you know how much sugar is in that, Dr. Pepper? Let me look this up on my... I I know I shouldn't have done that. It was really bad. (laughs) It's It's better than a throat punch. I know, yeah. But yeah, I get it. I know, so... Sure. And I had to tell him because
1: had I not told him how I was feeling, then I would have went downstairs and guess who would have just come down there following yeah, me, right? He yeah. would have been clueless on... Exactly. No, and, and Where are you going, man? Exactly. <laughs> you want a bite? And I'm yeah. just like... Ah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's yeah. the beginning. That yeah. that was the beginning. Yeah. I'm not there 12 weeks later. He mm-hmm. could have Taco mm-hmm. Bell. We could go through the mm-hmm. drive through and I mm-hmm. wouldn't even blink mm-hmm. an eye and say, yeah, order me mm-hmm. this. Like you know but I will say at the beginning of my 12 weeks it was a little bit of things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a little bit of hurdles I had to overcome but mm-hmm. I am so
0: much stronger now than 12 weeks it. ago that's awesome um yeah it's And then I just wanted to say, is there anything else that you wanted to cover on your notes and just feel free and
1: take uh, the floor? I just have one last little bit. If you are willing, you can do something about your eating problem regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you've tried, regardless of where you've been. You no longer have to be a prisoner of your compulsive eating behaviors. I love that that gives me the chills that's awesome that's that's gonna resonate with someone for sure love that uh, last but not least um, in my experience I would say that for me and my compulsive overeating behaviors I've had to also seek therapy so it. You helped me with the physical aspect, the getting rid of the sugar. Um, You've helped with mental part, preparing, getting my food together. Um, But I will say there is, because of the trauma, because of the things that I've experience there is a piece there that I needed outside of Melfit and for me it it was I do I do have to work with a specialist I have seeked counseling or um, eating disorder programs and overeaters anonymous um, which I would recommend to anybody if you're even questioning it you can get on the website um, I think it's oa.org, and you can take that 12 or 15 question quiz to find out if you could possibly be um, an overeater or have an eating disorder in general. Um, but I would say that Melfit is definitely a tool I would recommend to help me sustain from compulsive eating
0: behaviors. So I feel like the more resources, the better. Um, invest in your health. Your greatest wealth is your health. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account when you die. How healthy are you going to be? How long are you going to live? What is your quality of life going to be? And for some people, it's not very good. And the one thing that I, and you can kind of interject on this about what you feel, is how can we help people not feel shameful so you have many resources you have me you have your you know lots of resources that you pay for out of Mm -hmm. your pocket how can we teach people to not feel like it's a waste of money like they're not worth it and that the shame that they need help because I've heard this from spouses so many times where I'll get on a call with someone and they'll say, well, my husband or wife thinks that I should be able to do this on my own. How can we change the, this way of thinking? Because this is preventing people from living. Uh,
1: for me, I think speaking out. I mean, if I didn't know that I was different from normies or normal eaters Mm -hmm. um, until I went onto some of those websites and then I could find out that I was different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely think finding someone that you feel or even taking an opportunity to feel like you can be vulnerable with to open up about those. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you have to look shame right in the face, I feel. Mm -hmm. Because I told you when I was, um, took your quiz when I started Mm -hmm. on, you know, medicines and Mm -hmm. my previous eating and Mm -hmm. what I did and and I second guessed, you know, do I want to really tell her that I have a clinical diagnosis Mm -hmm. of compulsive overeating and, um, but I had to open up, I had to tell you Mm -hmm. that. Um, Sometimes I think you have to face your fear Mm -hmm. and you just have to do it and Mm -hmm. you have to trust the process. Mm Um, and for me, anyone listening out there, Melissa is someone I can trust, and I would encourage you to open up to her as well, and trust her, even if she's the only person that you tell in the world about your eating behaviors, or whatever it is, trust someone.
0: Thank you. I always tell people that. If you have nobody which we are the minority the people who are actually doing something about their health unfortunately we're the minority and if you it, even if you have one person and it's me you have me mm-hmm. and i am coaching a lot of people right now and i pride myself in making people feel like they are my number one and you don't even you won't even ever know how many people i'm working with i pride myself in getting back to people right away just because I know that that one relapse could really set us all back. But the one thing I wanted to um, to end with is, and this is the tough love part of me um, coming out for you as a coach and you guys listening. And I told my husband Iggy this too. Iggy had high, high cholesterol. And he was floored. Because just because you're not overweight does not mean you're healthy. Or you look fit, right? Yeah. Does not mean you're healthy. So he was mortified because he should be under 200 on his cholesterol. He was 278. Although for the most part being around me as helping him he was sneaking away to Toro Viejo and you know um, not really focusing on getting his exercise in and I think it was like two months we we lowered his uh, cholesterol 100 points came home and he celebrated and he was so happy and I said I'm gonna tough love you right now celebrating with you but I just want to let you know in order to stay here you have to do what you did to get here and that's what i'm going to tell you too and i've had to tell myself although i'd like to eat apple fritters every day although i'd like to be a sloth and not exercise and not get my steps in I like how I feel, I like how much energy I have, I like that I'm healthy, I like that I can do the things I want in life, and if I ever waver when I get up in the morning, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but if I ever waver, I always remember that I could easily be that person again. Mm-hmm. And what I hated about that person was my old self's mind and the way I thought about mm-hmm. myself and the way I shamed myself and the names I called myself. So always keep that in the back of your head that if you wanna stay here and continue to grow, you have to keep doing what you've what you've done. Have you heard me say that before? <laughs> yes. A- and I think that the problem The reason I say that so many times over and over is because we've all been brainwashed that if we do this diet, that as soon as we get there, we'll stay there. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I'll lose 30 pounds, and then I'll just go back to eating fig newtons, and I'll be able to maintain my weight. Like, it takes a long time for you to really accept that this is your lifestyle, right? It's scary. Oh, I wrote something down, too, this morning, that I wanted to share with you because i think that there's so many people it's it's what is it september 2nd yes friday before 2022 before labor day weekend people have been having a free-for-all not everybody is in the spot that crystal's at right now where she feels really good about where she's doing she's lost 30 pounds she's learning she's developing self-exploration if this is you listen up I think that people's biggest fear is this, instead of fearing what you will lose living a healthy lifestyle, why not imagine what you'll gain? Isn't that a good one? Love it. I thought about that this morning in the shower, I'm like, that is, and the reason that I say that is because so many people tell me, oh my gosh, if you could have saw what I ate the Sunday before I started but they'll never know, right? Mm-hmm. Until you get into it, you'll never know. And you know what? The only thing you have to lose is, you know, your old that old version of yourself. But um, I thank you for coming. I thank you for your transparency. You've made me almost cry a couple times, and I have learned a lot more about you um, through this conversation. And I think that I... I appreciate you not comparing um, yourself to me or other people, but I think it really is important to understand the severity of of you know the chronic chronic disorder that you have, mm-hmm. and that it is a whole another level. And I personally haven't experienced it, and I learned a lot about about it and about you know. Um, you know, what you're feeling and what you're going through. But the one thing I think that's important about you, Crystal, is that you are 100% taking responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. And that's huge, right? Most people, do you feel like the people in your group are taking responsibility? Are they doing something about it? Or do you feel like people are just living with it?
1: In my group, do you mean like my support? Yeah,
0: the group that you're in. Like, do you feel like most people are taking the steps towards recovery or, like, as far as doing something about being overweight? So,
1: do you mean, like, my support, like, my husband or my OA? Your OA. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first step, they're there at the meetings usually. So, Uh the first step is admitting that you're powerless over food. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're usually at a meeting or you're calling into a meeting or you've gotten any research or you've even got on the website you're already Mm -hmm. starting to admit Mm -hmm. that you're powerless over Mm -hmm. food. so I would say I mean I can't control that I have this disease Mm -hmm. I didn't pick it Mm -hmm. just like uh, because if I could not pick it that's Mm -hmm. what I would choose right Mm -hmm. I would choose not to have uh, compulsive food behaviors or eating patterns um, but I can choose what I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. right I can choose that I'm gonna do my research I can choose that I'm gonna create a food plan whether that be the maintenance plan, or the 12-week plan, or any of the other plans that Mm -hmm. you have, those are the choices that I can make. So Mm -hmm. for me, there are certain things I can choose, but I can't choose that I have this disease. Mm -hmm. Good good stuff, good
0: stuff, good stuff. I I, I think I said this before the camera was rolling, that you're you're dealing with a very uh, educated woman who does her research, And I appreciate it. She came very prepared with all of her notes and typed it out and highlighted it. And I, I love that. And and I always think that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that's why like a lot of the s- skills that she has as a pl- has really helped you in your food prep because you're a list maker. Yes. And so if any of that helps you. But yeah, thank you so much, Crystal, for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. And I look forward to this journey. It's been it's been amazing. And
1: to any of the male fit army out there, if you are questioning, do you have a problem with food and maybe uh, compulsive eating behavior, feel free to reach out to me. I am an open book. When we know better, we do better. Uh-huh. And when you don't know, you yeah. don't know. Um, yeah. And I'm a no- Judgment free zone that's here, that. as you could hear. Yeah. I've done my um, own up and downs and mm-hmm. had my own battles, and mm-hmm. um, right now I'm so focused on myself. I can't. I'm. That's I won't that. be focused on <laughs> judging someone else because right that's now that. I got to stay in my own lane. Yeah, yeah, um, but if yeah. you do need extra support, uh, I'm here.
0: I so Josh, we'll make a note to um, include Crystal's information. So. Yeah, I love that. And you know, one, one thing I find, Crystal, sometimes people will listen to something or see something or read something, and it'll take them a while, mm-hmm. but eventually they'll know where to go and know their resources and, and knowledge is power. Um, and one thing I wanted to add, if you're listening to this and you would like to be a part of the Melfit Connect group, I do... Um, allow non-members and the reason that I allow non-members is because I want Crystal and everybody else out there to decide for themselves if we're your tribe and if it's safe number one so I always wonder what it looks like from somebody from the outside in and I feel really good about it because everybody seems to like, you know, and sometimes it's just like you just peeking in the window, you know, mm-hmm. just just browsing, and then pretty soon you know where you go. So, and that's the most important thing is that you do feel safe and that your information is safe with me. And trust, trust me, I'm the only one that sees your pictures. I would never share your images unless you want to share. So, all right, girly, this is a wrap. An hour, 17 minutes, high five. Thanks for being here. Roger, thanks for uh, sharing your wife with me. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have met her. So this is awesome. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Um, like, subscribe, share the show. If you don't know where to, where to listen to this, it's on page two of the Melfit app, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or Google play so thanks again crystal this has been awesome i i josh can probably agree with this i'd say this is probably the best podcast we've ever had um, especially as far as information it was very informative so um, if you got something from this i personally love feedback and i know crystal will as well if anything that crystal said resonated with you feel free to be a little bit vulnerable and shoot her a message and just let her know that, Crystal, I appreciated the time that you took on Friday before Labor Day weekend to share your story and vulnerable. And it really touched me because I also um, have that same problem. So, all right, you guys, we will uh, see you or hear you or you'll hear us on the next MaleFit podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye-bye.